My name is Caroline Kotze. I am the founder and chief equity officer of Women in Governance, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to support women to develop their leadership, advance their careers, access decision-making bodies in all industries, especially those highly male-dominated. It is an honor to be here for such an important topic. I will first want to give you a bit of context and introduce our distinguished panelists here. Uh, so the context is, of course, access to abortion. It's one of the most hotly contested topics globally, and the debate is clouded by misinformation about the true ramifications of restricting access to this basic healthcare service. Regardless of whether abortion is legal or not, we still have worldwide an estimated one out of four pregnancies that ends in abortion. The World Health Organization estimates that 25 million unsafe abortions take place each year. Now, to talk about Primat, the great short film that captures the often, often overlooked stories of real women and what is at stake should we lose our full autonomy of reproductive rights, we have four inspiring women joining us here today. So let me begin by introducing a formidable talent to be reckoned with, Uzo Aduba. She's a triple Emmy Award winner whose brilliant acting spans television, film, and theater. Through the mission of her production company, Milan Media, Uzo furthers passion and desire of affecting change in the world and creative stories that educate through critical thinking, inspiration, and entertainment. She strongly feels that Marianne Farley has achieved this in her latest film, Prima, and this is why she's so proud to join its team of producers. Welcome, Uzo. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Marianne Farley is an actress, a producer, an Oscar-nominated director and screenwriter. In 2017, she wrote and directed the short film Marguerite. It won 40 prestigious film awards, was selected for over 70 film festivals, and was nominated for Best Live Action Short Film at the 91st Academy Awards in 2019. Marianne's latest short film, entitled Frimas, is a timely tale that follows a woman who is confronted by a grim and brutal reality when she is forced to take unthinkable risks, seeking out the services of an illegal mobile abortion clinic to end her pregnancy in a country where abortion has once again become a criminal offense. Once inside the manners of the, this morbid clinic, she's faced with devastating repercussions. Hello, Marianne. Hi, hi. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Charlotte Baudouin-Poisson has been working in the audiovisual industry for nearly 10 years. After having worked several years for the production company Max Films Media, she now develops projects and produces at Ofilm, a Montreal-based company that she co-founded with Sophie Rica Harvey in 2015. Charlotte also carries out contracts as delegate, but producer and production manager in cinema and television. And last but not least, Charlotte's co-founder, Sophie Ricard Harvey, who also worked at Max Films and now devotes, her, devotes herself full-time to O-Films, developing and producing projects by filmmakers whose vision stands out locally and internationally. She has had the privilege of supporting numerous filmmakers, including Marianne Farley. Hi. So welcome, ladies. <laughs> Fantastic to have you. We're so excited to have this conversation. And I will throw my first question to Marianne. Marianne, if you could tell us what drew you to tell the story of a near future in which abortion has become illegal. Well, you know, I've always, um, I've, always, I've always been extremely passionate about human rights and, you know, more specifically women's rights. A couple of years ago, I would say two, three years ago, I started reading up on the subject quite a bit. And I watched numerous documentaries. There's one called Vessel, which 
is just a phenomenal documentary and one called Reversing Row. And those two documentaries were really instrumental in, in writing this film for me. You know, I wanted to sound the alarm about what was happening. I would say undercover, you know, that the agenda to eventually overturn Roe v. Wade in the United States. But, you know, also in Canada, access to abortion isn't isn't 100 percent. You know, um, there's there's still this there's it's really ludicrous to me that we're still questioning the legitimacy of these these rights, which, you know, I I really, I really feel are important to women and, and people, you know, in general. And we can see it with what's happening in Texas and what's about to happen in, in Mississippi um, or in front of the Supreme Court. Mississippi is trying to, asking the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. So that's happening tomorrow. The decision will be, I think, end of June or something like that. But that's, you know, that's in the works right now. And, you know, these bans and restrictions have dire consequences on all women, um, but they also disproportionately impact those who are low income, women of color, the LGBT people, and and women who live in rural areas. So I, you know, for me, it was really, I felt a deep calling to talk about this. Um, Yeah, so we started working on the film in 2018 and shot it last year. And as the film came out, you know, Texas came up with this ban and now, you know, as I said, it's going in front of the Supreme Court. So it's really mm-hmm. scary to me. And and Uso, can you tell us how you felt the first time you saw the uh, film? Oh my gosh, I was, <clears throat> absolutely, I can. I was deeply moved the first time I saw the film. I thought it was such a powerful piece of storytelling. And I think it did a really beautiful job of illustrating both the world we have come from as it relates to um, abortions and women and illegal practices surrounding that and the world that potentially awaits us if we make it our mission to um, remove the rights that have rightly been put in place to protect and support women. Um, The danger there, it's not, a. I think what Marianne has done so brilliantly in this film um, and with Sophie and Charlotte who pr- produced it, it it doesn't tell the story of, oh, you know, if we reverse, say, Roe v. Wade here in the United States, that means the end of abortions. It just means that we're going back to practicing them illegally. And that's what this looks like. The danger of that. Right. The, this is what it will look, this is what it looks like potentially um, and, and in all likelihood. And um, that's a that's a worrisome future. And I thought it was shot beautifully. I think it did a really, really powerful job. Um, it was a powerful piece that really captured the lens of the female experience. You know, um, the POV is very sharply placed inside mm-hmm. the head of the, what goes through the minds of the both the practitioner, the female practitioner, and mm-hmm. the patient. Um, that experience, I think, was really beautiful, and I was just moved and m- needed to be a part of it when asked. It, there was no other yeah. work for them, yes. And then, so you were sensitive to the topic before you were asked to be a part of the, the movie? I'm sensitive to the to- any topic that relates to the rights of any person being r- removed or restricted mm-hmm. or oppressed. And as a woman, I'm particularly sensitive 
to the subject of freedom and the Mm -hmm. right to choose, the conversation of choice, and that one's right, fundamental right, might be removed is one that immediately sparks me to passion. Thank you. So, Sophia and Charlotte, so uh, you are the producers and uh, you shot in winter uh, this film. Uh, Did you encounter any difficulties? I mean, here in Quebec, winter is not the easiest season. No, it was actually hard to shoot during winter. The first day of shooting was actually one of the coldest we had in a while in Montreal and without any sun at all that first day. But uh, we had such an amazing cast and crew, such troopers. And, uh, you know, there's actually one thing that the cold helped us with. It was uh, in regards of uh, preserving the meat because we <laughs> used real meat in the movie. And, and it was really important for us that we were able to preserve it. So we were really careful in choosing how many we needed for each different scenes and make sure that the rest of them were preserved in the cold, in the right temperature, so there were no waste at all, you know? So, and that we were able to do. So that was actually a plus because I think in summer, it would have been totally different. (laughs) So if we can look at it that way. But there were struggles for sure. For sure. You wouldn't think of these considerations, right? Uh, if you're not a restaurant owner, that's not usually your, no, exactly. your exactly. chief consideration. But there were Charlotte, did you want to add? But, did you yeah, add so that was, a, that was a plus to shoot in winter, but also we had like, but shooting in winter in Quebec always brings a lot of like unpredictable challenges. And one of, of the one we, we had uh, during Prima, which is quite funny, well, funny now, but back then, <laughs> absolutely not. But the truck that is in the film, <laughs> We actually rented it from a butcher that is uh, one hour and a half from Montreal. And we went there to install the big like um, sticky banner with like the the graphism of the meat and the meat meat meats logo that we created for uh, the film. And it was quite a job to install. And uh, so the day before the shooting, we went there to take the truck to bring it to Montreal for the shoot. We were actually shooting the, the drone shots that day. And it was a very bad weather, freezing rain, uh, like icy road, a lot of wind. And we're driving for Montreal. I'm in front of this truck. And at some point I look in the mirror and I see like the banner starting to remove a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more. And for me, like if there is no banner, there's no truck. If there's no truck, there's no shooting tomorrow because (laughs) it's not like boucherie opinion bar, which is very like, uh, absolutely not what we were looking for. So it was really stressing and uh, for one hour we we were not sure we were shooting this film anymore but in the end we managed to fix it the art director came she fixed it she did her magic and and everything went well but it's quite a a funny example of uh, yeah shooting in winter in Quebec (laughs) wow interesting Uh, Marianne what made you want to center this film around the scene in which the 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 truck is searched Well, you know, in in all my films, I try to do the least amount of exposition possible. So I I had to find a way to to make this dystopian society feel real. So, you know, the story is set in the near future. I needed to make it clear that the characters were putting themselves in danger. So I think when I, when I was, as I was writing it, I was like, okay, so they're putting themselves, like Kara, the main character is putting herself in danger physically, obviously, but she's also, you know, 
putting her livelihood at stake as well. Like she's, she's, um, she's putting herself in danger also legally. Right. So it just made sense to me to not have to explain the whole thing about abortions mm-hmm. and just the society, like the oppressive society that they're, that these characters are evolving in. So that was, for me, that was the way to really illustrate that um, in, in like the, the most simple way possible. And I mean, we really held our breath. It was just a very defining moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uzo, you, you, you're very close to any social issues. You want to affect change. That's what you want to do. So with this film, what are you hoping people are going to take away? Yeah, I think with this film, I'm hoping that people, again, see the, the gravity of the issue, you know, and even though I live in the United States, I think people, and we, as Marianne already mentioned, have much of this conversation currently brewing within our legal system. I think uh, people will be able to watch this film and understand the global effect of this conversation. You know, this is a movie that's coming out from our friendly neighbor of the North. And I think it speaks a lot to the, that two that two people from two different countries are passionate about this story, which means there are people elsewhere around the globe who are also going to be moved by this story and potentially impacted by changes yeah. or or not seeing growth happen, progress happen, and you know where they're from. So I'm I'm hoping that people will walk away with understanding the real consequences and gravity that sits in the way of a lot of women and i'm hoping that women uh, people will recognize the real universal nature that this story has insofar as it touches everyone and has an effect on it beyond it's not just a uniquely western story it's not a uniquely american story it is something that exists and is happening could happen anywhere in the globe we're talking universal very universal you can talk about it as a story that's taking place in the summer excuse me in the winter uh in canada but this could very easily be set in a desert somewhere in sub-saharan africa as well Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got an interesting question here in the chat wasn't it intentional to have the cast and crew of this film predominantly female Who wants to take that question? I love it. I think it was. I think it was because I like, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm also an actress. I really, I love, I love bringing interesting female characters to the screen. I think, you know, we're seeing a, a lot more interesting characters, more diverse characters, but I think there aren't enough. So for me, uh-huh. it was like, I didn't want the doctor at first. I had a version, right? Uh, Sophie and Charlotte, I had a version where the doctor yeah. was male, yeah. the man. And then I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me that the guy, that it's a guy who's like trying to save this woman um, or trying to help her. And, and I, and I do feel like, you know, I think men have to be part of this conversation, but I, you know, it's also like we're restricting what these bands are doing is restricting Uh, women's bodies. So I think, you know, women have to be at the forefront of these conversations and these, these fights, if I can, if I can call it that. So, so I eventually, you know, we talked about it. I talked it with Sophie and Charlotte and we decided that it was much more powerful to have these two strong women on screen fighting for something that they really believe in. Yeah. So, well, good, 
Good for you, because right now women are highly dominating the medical field. Uh, most graduates are females, so it just, just makes sense. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you made that choice. Uh, Sophia and Charlotte, how was it like working with the director? <laughs> but it was uh, of course it was amazing because Marianne is an amazing person she's an amazing and really talented director and we actually met her in um, 2014 we produced her, her first uh, short film Saccage or Rensac yeah that we shot in 2014 and Marianne is is someone that knows where she wants to go what she wants and she's really proactive and like for this short film she wanted to start directing and she went to see a scriptwriter, and she came to us and she said i want to direct i want to do a film and we we made it together in a very short time period and it was like the beginning of a very beautiful like relationship and and collaboration and we've built some a very base um a very strong base in terms of of communication and and on trust and and like we we understand each other so much easier after all those years and and we can like understand without even speaking and and it's truly a plus when when we do a film and i truly believe that it reflects in the project and in the final results yeah so fantastic. A, a lot if of beautiful add. things to say <laughs> yeah i think as as charlotte said marianne knows what she wants uh she's demanding with her team but i think mostly with herself she's she's a go-getter so being by her side with that energy really motivates you to like uh, to push things Far to surpass yourself all the time, and and Charlotte and I are that kind of people too. So having this energy and that wonderful woman along uh, along the way is, I think, I think really works well for us. And plus, she also has a caring side. She has a great mm -hmm. sensibility and empathy for others so i think it's a real plus when you have a strong personality to have those qualities too because i think you can see and feel things that many people don't and mm -hmm. that's what marianne have and like charlotte said we had communication admiration i think professionally yeah. but also personally so <laughs> it's not our first collaboration i'm sure it will not be our last because we we love Love, love, love working with her. <laughs> Me too. Well, Me too. knowing Marianne, well, society of mutual admiration. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and knowing Marianne personally, I can attest to all these things that uh, that you've been saying. Uh, now, the title of the movie. Can can someone tell me about the title? Did you have alternative titles? What does the title mean? I, I looked it up, but I, I'd love to know more about the title. We had many titles. Uh, it was a really, we, we all hate finding titles. So, you know, it's, yeah. Um, Hard process. So it's a, it's a yeah. long process and we just want to get it over with. So we had, the first title was 16 because she was pregnant. She was 16 weeks pregnant in the first version. And then it was Water Lilies, <laughs> which we really didn't yeah. like. <laughs> and we were like, why we liked it for five <laughs> minutes? I think we liked it for five minutes. It was on some documents and then <laughs> Yeah, and then we were like, we're stuck with water lilies now. <laughs> and then Freema was, you know, I think we wanted to find a title that represented the coldness of the film and just like, you know, so Freema means frost. But we were like, we're not going to call the film Frost. That sounds like frozen. It's, you know, it's not yes. appropriate. It's just 
So we kept it, we kept Freema in, in English as well. But Freema means a thick fog that turns into ice as it falls, which really represented for us what what we're going through right now when it comes to these rights, where we're going, oh no, it's fine, everything's fine. But you know, it, it takes like just a snap of a finger and then we can start losing those rights. So so I, I think, you know, I, I think the metaphor was also was really interesting for us for the film. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, so can you walk us through how you were contacted and convinced to do this? <laughs> Maybe easily. I don't know. Yes. Well, I, I, convincing was not needed. It was not necessary. Uh, I can <laughs> tell you that. Um, I know Marianne um, previous to this and an email came dropping by um, for myself and my executive, uh, Dan DeNicola uh, over at Maynon. And he said, he just mentioned briefly uh, the synopsis in it, um, along with my agent, um, Jessica, who passed it on. And I hadn't even watched the film yet, but the synopsis was so capturing. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, let me just watch it to be sure, but I'm pretty sure it's a yes. <laughs> yeah, and immediately when I watched it, I found myself entirely captured by it. I thought it was powerful. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was smart. I thought it had a, a weight to it with, at the same time, a heart. And so, yeah, there was no pitch needed. The story, I think, quite frankly, sells itself um, and tells itself. Um, and I think what these women have done so exceptionally with this short was it was just capturing it was it, it was incredibly mm -hmm. impressive and Marianne you know just to piggyback on the kudos that have already been put onto her they are all well deserved she's a lovely woman really really exceptional talent an incredible director with a voice that is necessary so absolutely I love yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Uzo. Did you know no. it was going to be this? No. no. <laughs> right back yeah. at you. You're you're an amazing woman and an amazing talent. Uh, this is so. Why 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 did you choose Uzo, Marianne? <laughs> she's just. I mean, Uzo is just. She she has. Well, first of all, she's an incredible. She's an incredible actress. She she has her you know her heart's in the right place she's really as you said she's um she you know she talks about social issues she she takes them on i follow her on instagram and on everything and i just you, you know I, I find her really authentic and courageous and inspiring you know i i want to surround myself with you know, women, men too. I, you know, I like men too, but I, but I, you know, I think there's something so powerful when women come together and, and they have a message to, you know, to, to, to when, when they're like working towards the same message and are um, trying to push that message forward. I, I find it so, so beautiful and inspiring. And, um, and Uzo is, you know, there's just no one like her. She's, and she's, <laughs> She's so, so great to work with. She's so brilliant and uh, generous and, you know, lovely. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, were there any scenes that were particularly tough to film? I, th I think all the scenes outside were difficult because it was like minus 25 Celsius, which would be about minus 15 Fahrenheit. 
So I think that was really, that was really challenging. Oh, oh yeah. And I would have to say like the actual, the actual abortion with, you know, there's a bit of blood and and all of that was really, really difficult technically. Uh, And I didn't, you know, I, I wanted it to feel real, but at the same time, I didn't want to have to show too much. It wasn't about showing that much, you know, it's already, I think it's already difficult for a lot of people to watch, but that took, that took a while, right, Sophie? It was, it was. Yes. I think with all the 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 procedure also yeah. that she had to put in or her acting, she really wanted to get. I'm talking about Chantal, the the, the doctor. She really had a concern about like doing it right. We had mm-hmm. also uh, a nurse uh, uh, with us on the shoot all the time to be able to help with that. But I think those were the like technical, but also m- most losing my English right now, but feeling both of, like having both of those like ha- aspect in the scene were kind of make it, making it really difficult and hard to, to nail it. But mm-hmm. she did. She did. <laughs> I was really challenging for her. I have to say, because I really wanted, I, I really wanted it to look, you know, I had, and we had a nurse on set who was helping us, you know, with, with all the, the medical procedures, how to put on gloves and, you know, we had rehearsals. It was really important to me that it looked genuine and not, you know, not fake. So, um, yeah, a lot of pressure on Chantal. <laughs> she, she did a good job. Great job. So we've got a few more minutes. If anybody has more questions, please put them in the chat. I'm monitoring it and, and happy to take your questions. Uh, there's one here um, that's interesting. How has the public reacted to the movie? Hmm. Sophie, do you want to answer that or should I? <laughs> I think you should. I think I should. Oh, I mean, we've had, we've had a lot of really great feedback. Um, we're really conscious that it's not an easy film to watch. And I think it's even harder when you're sitting in an audience, like in, in like a theater. So we've, we've had the experience of watching it with people a couple times We've had someone, I think we had someone faint at one point. And oh, really? Some, More than once, actually. Yeah, and for some people, it's, it's difficult. Like, if it's something that you've just been through or you have, you know, like tra- a traumatic experience when it comes to abortion and abortion or, you know. Um, so, so that's been, I think we weren't expecting that. But that's also what we set out to do is, is talk about the real issue and not try and sugarcoat it. So... And we, we did have an experience in a Q&A where somebody was telling us that we, we were talking about killing babies, and <clears throat> which, was, which was really um, challenging. And, you know, I said, I, I respectfully disagree. We don't have the same, you know, point of view about that. And, you know, I'm, I just want to say we're not talking about babies. We're talking about embryos and, and fetuses. And I really believe and we really believe that that women, you know, women are going to have abortions. The bottom line is women are going to keep having abortions. The question is, exactly, are they going to survive from those abortions or are they going to die from it? It's like 25 million abortions, illegal abortions per year around the world. And approximately 70,000 women die from these illegal abortions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really believe in protecting women. I, I believe that women should have a choice uh, when it comes to uh, what they do with their bodies. Did you get any hate mail? No. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that's hoping good that that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. I mean, I, news. you know, we're not 
I don't want to look at the comments on the web, you know, like I'm, I'm really trying to protect right. myself from that because it's just a downward spiral. If, if you get caught in that. Yeah. So we're, we're staying, we're staying. Um, no, but I haven't personally received any hate mail. Oh, good. And someone's asking in the chat if the medical community reached out. No, but I, but we did talk to experts on the issue when I was writing and before, before, yes. before we prepped. So, you know, I, I never go into something, you know, with my eyes closed and I, it was really important to us that, that it looked genuine, it looked genuine and that it was plausible, you know, I mean, it, it is a fiction. So I don't think that people would actually get abortions on a moving truck, but, but it's still plausible. Right. So, um, well, hopefully, hopefully it's never going to happen. Yeah. Is there anything specific that triggered your choice of that topic? I mean, there's a lot of social topics you could have uh, chosen. Uh, why abortion? I think because I'm a feminist and I believe in equal rights. And I believe that, that we, you know, I was, I was, abortion was only legalized in Canada in 1988. And I had just realized that a couple of years ago. And I was like, that's crazy. You know, in my lifetime, I always thought that women had equal rights. And now the fact that we're, we're bringing this, you know, that we're bringing this conversation back and putting it on the table is really ludicrous to me. So mm -hmm. I, it, 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 it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'm like this, we should be moving forward, not moving, taking like 10 steps backwards. So what's the what's the atmosphere like in, in the States around these topics? Because they're being discussed right now. And, and, and how are women feeling? Yeah, you know, I think it's um, it's state by state right now. You know, Marianne already mentioned the state of Texas and Mississippi who are confronting these topics right now of late. You know, Georgia has had their own debate over the subject. Uh, Louisiana as well of late. It's becoming a... It's a it's a it's a dividing issue and it's one mm -hmm. under hot debate, you know, but and we are living at a time, I think, uh, as a global society that we are really being forced to look at how we want to take this next phase of life, this next chapter. How do we want to exist as a human family? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a film like this becomes important to be entered into the conversation because it's easy, I think, to discuss things in the abstract by not putting a face to something. And what Freemus does is it puts a face to the conversation that is at hand right now. This is a conversation that is very, this is a film that is timely happening as we're watching our world change before our eyes. And you know, in some ways it almost feels cautionary, you know, because we are looking at what we, if we're saying no to something, what we're actually saying yes to might be exactly. saying. Mm -hmm. um, and so in this time when we're having sharp debate over this very subject um, here in the States, I hope that as many people as possible can see this film, come to know this film so that they can really decide on how we want to progress forward. Mm. Wonderful. I'm sorry, say that again? I said, and that's what makes art so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm. 
Any uh, last comments, Sophie or Charlotte? Not really. I think it's such an honor to, yeah. to be with all of you and, and going through that, that experience. I think, I think that's what I, I love it. I love that it's all gorgeous women and discussing about we this wanna, important subject. Yes, that part. It, it, that's, it that's the I subject to light and yeah that's what Sorry. the movie was made for to provoke this kind of conversation so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it makes us, us proud and happy proud and happy so that's good i'm just checking the the chat there's one more question about uh, jacob's character the husband um mm -hmm. what do you want the viewers to take away from this male character was it intentional to give him little screen time Yes, it was intentional. Well, I did have a version at one point where he was part of the conversation a little bit more. Um, I didn't want him to be, I wanted him to have depth. I didn't want him to be just like a bad man who's against abortions. You know, I think when we start, you know, we're so polarized when it comes to these issues that we, you know, it's difficult to have a conversation with people who don't believe the same thing as you do. You know, for me, the bottom line is nobody should tell me what I should do with my body. That's the bottom line. So, but I understand that people aren't, you know, comfortable with abortions or don't like abortions or don't believe in abortions. That's fine. Like we can have discussions about that, like philosophical discussions. I just don't think that that should become legislation. So I wanted Jacob to be, you know, I wanted him to be in love with his wife and to just, but, but for him, he's stuck in this society where, you know, abortion is illegal and he's somebody who would never, who, who would never go against the law. So in that relationship, it puts, I wanted it to put a strain on that relationship, but I wanted her to go through with it, with it anyway, because that's how she survives as a woman, as an individual. So, and the story is, is through her, is through her perspective, right? So adding him in there for like a whole five, 10 minutes would have been a different story, basically. Right. It right. Story right. I wanted to tell. Yeah. Because this affects actual women, actual, you know, people. It's not just, it's not just a numbers game. You know, we talk about 25 million, 70,000 women dying, But these are people that have, you know, children that have families like these are real. These are real lives that are impacted. So so that was that was what we set out to do. Absolutely. And to me, at the end of the day, it's not that legislation is going to reduce abortion. Legislation no, exactly. is going to reduce safe abortions. So this yeah. is why, you know, legislators need to look at that. It's not going to stop. It's just that, you know, fetuses are, you know, still going to be removed if women choose to, but yeah. at the risk of these women's lives. Mm -hmm. and, and this is where, to me, it's just a huge nonsense mm -hmm. that uh, it's not taken uh, into account. Anyway, that's all the time that we had. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to thank everyone very warmly for being on the call here today. Uh, talk about the movie, follow the movie, uh, share it with the, with the people around you. It's a very, very powerful piece. I was really moved to tears when I saw it. And, you know, I, the work that I do is around, you know, supporting women at the executive, on boards, powerful women. But that means nothing if we can't have these basic rights respected and not just in Canada, not just in the United States, but globally. And, and you know, films like Frimas are really, really necessary 
and uh, and beautifully done. So Marianne, Uzo, Sophie, Charlotte, and the entire team, uh, thank you for all that you've done. And uh, I've been honored to be the moderator of this panel. Et à bientôt. Et c'est au revoir. <laughs>